Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm back again, and we've got another episode of the Baseball Nomad Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about narrowing your focus. So stick around for the show. On this podcast, we take a deep dive into the international game of baseball and softball. Every week on the show, we will talk with coaches and players from around the world, where we'll discuss preparation, motivation, and building a consistent mental process for those high-leverage, high-stakes situations. If 90% of the game is mental, we need to stop giving everything a physical remedy. Stick around for your host. He's played and coached professionally on five different continents and won 12 different national championships. He's the original baseball nomad. Some call him the hit doctor, but heck, you can just call him Coach AB. I saw a picture the other day of the media entourage that covers Shohei Otani. You know, the the Japanese Babe Ruth, they're calling him in Japan. It's crazy, though. I mean, all the credential media that follow him around, depending on what's going on around him from day to day, there's usually more than 30 Japanese reporters covering his every swing or every pitch. Can you imagine that kind of chaos that happens before every Shohei Otani at bat or game he's pitching or pitch in the bullpen? Now, I am sure (laughs) I'm sure he at some point, some days he wants no part of it all. The dude's mind has to be super focused because We know an unfocused mind would get overwhelmed by the game time chaos. And, you know, that's the funny part. Like, you know, we're talking about all this incredible stuff that he does on the field, Um, you know, hitting these mammoth home runs or, you know, throwing 101 miles an hour. But no one's talking about how strong his mental game has to be. I mean, the dude obviously checks in mentally every day. He's become super skilled at narrowing his focus. Now, I believe if you can't narrow your focus to just one swing or to throwing one pitch or to trusting yourself to execute, you're going to have poor performances. You're going to string them together. Otani-san has had to get very good at forcing himself to shrink his world to competing by concentrating on specific focus points. Now, I imagine Michael Jordan had to be the same way. They both seem to be skilled, skilled, not hope, but skilled at eliminating distractions. D- distractions are going to be everywhere in the game. They're nonstop fans, media, opponents taking shots at you. 
The question is, how can we make blocking out distractions to be a simple, repeatable process? What needs to happen to be mentally active? I mean, to do it on demand like Otani-san does. Well, in my opinion, you've got to have an organized routine to reduce the chaos, to reduce the distractions. We need targets to focus on. You practice because you want to win. You want to succeed in hostile environments where all eyes are on you. To be good at anything, you need what? No secret, repetition. Not just the skill or mechanics of hitting, but the skill of building routines. The skill of breathing, making your body listen to your mind. The skill or the repetition of optimizing your self-talk. You need reps visualizing so, so that in your weakest hour, you don't talk yourself out of greatness. The skill of controlling our thought process is huge. It's huge because when we have that skill of controlling our thought process, we can tell the doubt demons that pop up to fuck off, to take a hike. So now we're primed to step out to the on-deck circle for our next bet. The Otanis of the world or the Michael Jordans of the world, they never seem to focus on their opponent. They seem to focus on themselves. They seem always calm and relaxed and focused on their own routines. They seem very comfortable in the heat and the fire. Like they've been there before, like they've mentally rehearsed it. These intense, uncomfortable feelings of being completely alone and being stared at. They've rehearsed them. When I first came to Asia, man, I can't express how uncomfortable At times, I was. I mean, it still happens. I'll go somewhere and random people will stop everything they do and they'll stare. Or I'll go out with my family and they'll they'll come up and they want to touch my daughter's hair. (laughs) Uh, Because a lot of people, they've never seen an African-American or they've never seen curly hair. Now, we do much better. I do much better. My family does much better. Uh, now that we have these boundaries and we know a few polite phrases to indicate, hey, that's not cool. Don't touch me. <laughs> but it's taken some time. Um, but hey, what if that's it? You have to practice it or rehearse being the center of attention. And then that space becomes more familiar and less intense. Probably the biggest learning experience in all of this my Asian experience here is that you can't have your outer world control how you think or how you feel. It's uncomfortable. It feels uncomfortable, but we have to be able to think greater than how we feel and then act greater than how we feel. Being greater than our environment or our present circumstances. That's what it is. Look, I'm not saying think positive thoughts rainbows and unicorns, (laughs) positive thinking by itself never works. But I am saying the mind and the body can't be in opposition. You can't create a new personal reality as the same personality 
that got you into whatever uncomfortable funk that you're in. Sometimes you just got to lose your mind. Look, trying to hit or play the game in survival mode because you're uncomfortable in the outer chaos going on around you is hard. Playing the game, hitting is hard enough. But in the outer chaos, it's really hard. It's easier when you have worked, when you've prepared, and despite inevitable mistakes or tough breaks or whatever, you play the game in creation mode. And what I mean, you're taking the time to create breath. You're taking the time to create positive self-talk for yourself and not at yourself. You're taking the time to create visual solutions for your next move. When you do that, suddenly the game is easier. And you know what? It's probably a whole heck of a lot more fun as well. Anyway, that's all we got this week. I hope it helps you. No matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, don't forget to breathe. Look at my team. Don't be my hearts. Don't be my bruvs. Don't be my guys. Don't be the parts. Parts that I need to the puzzle. Look at my arms. Look at my palms. Look at the sweat. Look at my eyes. Look at the threat. We working, 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 we working. Practice make perfect. Practice make perfect. We working for certain. We working. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.